welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn Podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again, I've got Caroline with me today. Hello, Darns. How are you? Hey, what up? Plenty to discuss. We, we've finished uh, the last podcast episode by going great opportunity ahead of the Who's uh, to establish themselves as the top of the ACC. And and instead, we we're talking about a losing streak. So they and what did they do? Um, we, you know, they, they did not seize the day, the, the opportunity. No. Um, but, you know, if you're listening, you know what's gone on, but we're going to, you know, chat about these, these three games and, uh, I, you know, what it means for, for the rest of the season. A lot of which, of course, is to be determined. So it's sort of like mm-hmm. the of, of everything, um, especially in, in COVID year, but, you know, in, in sports in general, too. But uh, to rehash some of it, uh, you get your, your, your butts kicked by uh, FSU, who yep. even outside of that game is is really coming on strong and looking like uh, yeah. they're the cream of the crop in the ACC. Uh, you lose a, a heartbreaker that you had, you know, pretty pretty solid chance to win um, against Duke and, and Cameron. Uh, we saw a familiar story in an unfamiliar time uh, <laughs> against a sort of an unfamiliar Duke team, but now. Uh, like, like we said a few times on Twitter and stuff, the, the brutal result of that, of course, is now everyone's talking about Duke being turned up in caliber. <laughs> yeah. Which is just a shame. Um, but, you know, most frustratingly uh, for fans, I'm sure, is the NC State loss that, that followed those two games uh, where UVA uh, just really couldn't throw it in the ocean mm. uh, against a, a middle, middle to lower road <laughs> NC State team uh, at home. Uh, so plenty to discuss, Caroline. But uh, you know that—that's the ten-second recap of of those games. What what is your biggest takeaway from this losing streak? And we won't even get to like what it means for the the upcoming yeah. uh, postseason or, or remainder of regular season games. I think you know. I was like, oh, it's so they lost in so many creative ways it's so exciting <laughs> um and i'm you know I'm joking around but i think this is just one of those you look around the entire country and even like you throw in you can throw in baylor this week i'll say because they came off of their covid pause and nearly lost played very very crummy basketball to a very bad iowa state team mm-hmm. and to their credit they pulled out the end they you know good teams figure out a way to win we've always said that Um, and just, this is just to say like the margin for error for everybody, it feels like this is just such a week. Like you look what happened to Arkansas last night. You look at what happened to Carolina last night, you know, they schedule a game against Marquette thinking like, we'll get some, you know, bad big East team in here to help us stay fresh get a little win during the week and move on with our, and instead Mm -hmm. they got handily defeated mm-hmm. at home by a, a bad big east team mm. um part of that to me is like how did the acc not be like no don't do that we'll find you a game like i don't know it just the whole thing was very weird to me but in there it's it's entirely accurate to say i'm they have not lived up to the expectations i had preseason um but also it's I have a hard time getting too wrapped up in any of it because, you know, last night you could say like, some people were like, Oh, Duke beat them twice. Um, you know, they, they, by losing in different ways, it's hard to maybe pinpoint. I don't think it's fair. You can't say the offense is bad because it's not accurate. 
Like, mm-hmm. and I, you can say things like, if you don't love the blocker mover with these pieces, mm-hmm. understandable. Mm-hmm. If you don't love some of the lineups, got it. Cool. All that mm-hmm. stuff. I understand that. I'm saying like, when you have a team that came into last night's game shooting number, they were number five in effective field goal percentage, number five and mm-hmm. field three point field goal shooting. We just saw them mm-hmm. hit everything minus the last three minutes against Duke. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, people point at Duke and be like, Duke isn't good. Like, I'm sorry, y'all, you know how this goes with Duke. They have talented players and they're figuring it out. And it's not surprising that we saw a performance like that. If Duke played like that every game. I thought we all expected it. Hundred, I did. Well, that's the thing. People say that that they expect the chatter, right? Like, oh, now they've kicked off their five, one of their five stars. Of course, that you know, it's like the backup QB that always throws for four hundred yards against Virginia. I thought, you know, people say they expect it, but then they overreact to it. In my Mm -hmm. opinion, in my opinion, like that Duke loss wasn't a bad loss. You can say like, oh, look at their record. Look at that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I just that was a game where it just they didn't execute in the last three minutes and that was the difference of the game like you Mm -hmm. said unfortunately that's happened a few times at duke and that just is what it is like Mm -hmm. you know how many times i joked between i think since 2014 they've lost four games there by four points or fewer two of them by a point like you know and it's just one great Allen traveled yeah so they really (laughs) only lost three of them because virginia won that game um but yeah and so you look at you can't even just say like this team this year is the defense has to be carried by the offense yeah and that's unusual to say and we're i would say that's the unifying theme right of of if if the the games were you know obviously completely different and and you can point to to things that go wrong that are diverse across the three of them but a unifying thing is is that the, the defense isn't strong it isn't as as good as what we're used to right right and that's the thing like this defense is not trash it's just not good compared to what we are used to and therefore you know it was i mean i had to i actually did not check after last night but um they're 30th (laughs) you know like that's and and everyone (laughs) knows the you know the you, you know you're allowed to be unhappy with yes 100 you know? like, yes you can these are the expectations <laughs> for for this basketball program i mean that's that's what you get for winning national championships yeah. you know and- so i think yeah like i i get what you're saying like it's they, they're good they're not great at defense and we're used to great um right and, and that's that's gonna frustrate fans yes for sure and for sure and the, the florida state game was and I understand they did make that I'm glad that they made that push even though I was like don't get me back into this game if you're just going to lose by 20 um (laughs) they made that push and and it's tough like there are teams that Virginia has struggled you know people look at records like Tony Bennett against Patino and or against Louisville like but mostly you know like his record against Patino Mm -hmm. his record against Bayheim, his record against Roy Williams like they're like oh you know coach K always pants his head like the records against Florida state and Duke are not as good. And I think it's very easy to see why, (laughs) because those are the system, the teams that generally have the types of players, Florida state with an incredibly deep bench full of six, eight athletes. Mm -hmm. Those are the team, you know, the switching off of everything. And, and, you know, people like he has to adjust. And I agree. There's have to be some situations in where, you know, but to say that it's not, that's where I'm just kind of like, you know what, sometimes they just don't win those matchups and that is what it is. And they win some and they don't win others. Like it's, 
I, you know, the, the biggest difference, and we've said this probably every episode, is the lack of a power forward that is the defensive presence that we're used to that can also, yes. because of that hypothetical defensive presence, help Jay Huff do what yeah. Jay Huff does well defensively and make up for what he doesn't do well defensively. Yes. So we don't need to rehash that other than <laughs> I just did. But you've seen that in all three of these games, certainly against FSU, but really against NC State. I mean, the way that NC State was able to score in the lane and mm-hmm. it wasn't to me, you know, Huff having a bad game and he, he had some blacks. He, he made some, you know, State has some talented guys that know yeah. how to play against a giant dude who stands up real tall straight. And like, their front court is their strength. Right. It's the like, issue is that Huff is left there on an island yeah. because, you know, the, the recovery or the doubles or when they do double, the third guy doesn't get to the switch in time. You know, it's it all to me stems from no momity. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, don't, they don't have, they don't. And, and, and so I thought the, the most curious part of the NC state game is playing Kafaro and Huff because Kafaro does try and mix it up physically and, and playing these two centers or two bigs uh, let uh, Hauser play at the three, which is, you know, where, where yeah. he's probably the best fit. Uh, I mean, you can get into since he's not guarding on the wing and et cetera. But anyway, and it it, it had success. And then they never went back to it in in the second half uh, when the game started to like, you know, turn in state's favor, maybe in the call it the last quarter of that game. So I was, I was really, I, I, I don't think anyone uh, asked Tony uh, explicitly about that. Um, Maybe they did. I, you know, I read the the transcripts of the presser, but I don't think anyone, you know, why didn't they go back to that when it was so successful in the first half? Like the, I wonder how much of that turns into, because this is what always happens, right? Like I had people tweeting at me during the game where it's like, I can't believe they took out Hauser and Murphy, which to some extent agreed two best shooters, even Mm -hmm. at that point though, were zero for six. So if you leave them in, then the people on Twitter are saying there has to be somebody on the bench that can do better than zero for six. Like you got to give someone else a try. So I think there might be some of the, when you tie the game, take the lead, like, you want like you got to have murphy in there right you got to have like and then it's in there are valid complaints or concerns around you know beekman's hit a bit of a freshman wall and that's again and this and i will get into it or we can get into it now what i what is hard for me to again like get super super critical or judgy or condescending on these guys is this when people are like i've never seen a tony bennett team regress during the season like this i've never seen a bennett team get worse at defense i just want when you say like i've never seen xyz from tony bennett team like just remember what this year is maybe it's not (laughs) maybe it's not that they suck and are embarrassing to the you know like don't like can we can we just maybe think maybe all of this is and i get it they're playing like if they're committed, they should be in like blah blah blah. Like, just imagine how. Like, I don't know. I go through some funks. Like, we've been doing this crap for a year. Like, we're coming yeah, up on a year. Yeah, and I mean, so, what like, you're saying, right? Like we were talking about on on Twitter is that. But you're saying these things 
like there's reasons why they look like this and maybe and like why people would point to it sort of looks like they're checked out or it sort of right. looks like they're not getting along you're saying that these are rational ways to be behaving right now in a pandemic where you yes been, yeah I get that totally get that but yeah. you're saying that because that is what they look like you know well, like, and, no I and that's and we've right? talked before yeah. I'm definitely very um you know how I am about like I don't like assigning effort because like I don't right. I can't and it's like we talk about we know we they about. care and that they're trying right. to win but yeah. yes and that's the thing like but if you're not like there are days I'm definitely not on my game just to yeah. do work like just to write a story like and I don't have the external like stresses that they do regarding like expectations on success and having to go to practice and meet these things and read and, and here's the thing I saw people like you know, Bennett Collin tweeted about what Tony Bennett said after the game to his team, like not to hang their heads. And people are like, mm. how'd that work for the last two losses? Like, okay, what do you want him to say? Like these, Man, like, that they haven't seen their families, they haven't seen their sports, friends. I guess. <laughs> you know? Like, of course that's what the coaches. <laughs> yeah, like what do we, what do we that, want them idiotic, to do? Yeah, yeah. And, and also this was, and again, I understand that there's only been 250 people there and, and Bennett made a joke about like, yeah, coach Bennett, not Bennett, right, right, too many right. Bennett's not dog Bennett, Bennett was like, yeah. yeah. Um, but he made a joke about, yeah, we need you media to be louder because, but right. it, it was noticeable. And just in the sense of say you're Jay Huff, his parent, his family has been there. His, you know, his wife's been there to support him. Right. And he played well, like he, his line, he finished double, double. He had what you would call a game, but he, he didn't have his best shooting night. He didn't right. like, there were definitely breakdowns and all that stuff. You're used to having, you know, this support system and, and things just change suddenly on you and you like, they're not there. And like, I just, that's the thing. Like, I just, just when you listen to this and you'll probably be like, you oh, shut up. Like I'm getting all that. Like I get, look, they're, this is a team that has extensive like has some issues and some are fixable they have pieces that can shoot well this is you like folks have clamored for this like I want Bennett to play some offensive players at this like sake of defense well you're getting that now like you have it (laughs) like just really think about in the future if that's what you want um and, and so like that Florida State game was lost in the first five minutes like that was like that was that game was done. It's just like the Gonzaga game, and and that's like you can't turn it over like that. Like that's, yeah. but they didn't do that against NC State. They didn't turn yeah. it over. They actually had really pretty good over. I had to check the final stats, but like they only had three turnovers in the first half. Like they just couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Right. Like, so I don't know what to like. I don't know. I'm saying all these things. I don't know what to tell you to make of that. Like maybe that's worse. Maybe it's worse that they have several ways that they have found to lose three games in a row. They lost one shooting really well and just having an unlucky dribble off the foot with ten seconds left on the clock. Okay, that one doesn't bother. Honestly, it doesn't bother me that much because I thought one. they played well. Yeah, the Duke one doesn't bother me. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know what you like like we said they're they're they lost for different reasons i mean if we want to yeah. talk specific to the duke one like i the the last three minutes were a complete shit show <laughs> like yeah. they just it, I, and and so why not i mean it's all hindsight if if they score and win we're not talking about timeouts but you know that's sports that's that's what we do as fans yeah. and, and, and <laughs> coaches bear the brunt of that when their teams lose um 
why not set a play for like your best shooters you know like yeah in any of of those three minutes so like they uh, did have two turnovers coming out of timeouts in that game yeah maybe Uh, that's why yeah so like answer because we're not very good coming we messed up earlier like letting duke fully get set was harder for them you know led to and for me part a lot of this and I, i and i was talking to someone on twitter about this yesterday is like a lot of this feels extra crummy because we have been spoiled and that's you should ha- again we're at a point where virginia is with tony bennett that we that there's going to be an expectation of at least sweet 16 caliber basketball right and i do still think that this team is definitely that now we all had different expectations coming into the season knowing what we got with sam hauser and jay hoff and returning these pieces and those pieces but then you know things are going to be different because of like how do the last two games change if tom if tom is available if we have old tensai yeah no we haven't maybe they don't maybe they don't maybe they still lose those games he certainly could have helped last night yeah and that's the thing like you add in a different that's a player that would be coming in for for reese when reese is having some of these like Mm -hmm. freshman struggles like well and casey i mean let's be blunt you know, we spent the whole preseason talking about Casey oh. needing to turn the corner and it's not rotation, you know, like you can give rotation to some of the McCoy, like McCoy, I, I sort of, I think when you watch McCoy, you sort of get like why he had fallen out of favor uh, on the rotation, just maybe with Murphy playing and, and Hauser playing and saying, okay, we, we want to go with this. Um, McCoy brings it. No, no anti McCoy here and, and hopefully yeah. gets more playing time. But I'm just saying it's it's hard to compare the two of those as like mm, we expected more playing time and they're neither neither quite getting Casey sort of is some of that's being Wilden Tensei being out, but he is not showing what we're hoping for as fans for sure, you know, X Factor or or making that sophomore jump. Um and I think you know, I think the the, the benefit of, of more so is he's a quite an athlete. And he's not afraid, which is awesome. You know, yeah. he's not timid, but it leads to some head scratching shots to talk about the Duke loss. Those last three minutes, one of those yeah. possessions was a was an all time awful decision and shot selection from him. You know how I that's feel not about, the first time. You, you know? know how I feel about long twos. I don't <laughs> like long twos. And it wasn't even. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, it was early. It was it was. He likes that sort he of. Does. He does. He does. I'm, I'm laterally moving jump shot, and sometimes it goes in, but that's not you know, you're not drawing up that play. That's no, no, and no. that's and this is so much of, you know, uh, man, I didn't play basketball. Maybe people are like, no, no, we can tell. Um, <laughs> I, for being as tall as I am, I'm very, very bad at basketball. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't. I've already seen a lot of the writing off of folks which is i think silly in any sort of tony bennett system knowing True. how players progress and all that stuff so the i have seen definitely more of casey that i expected to or potentially expected to see last year um but there's still you know like it's just there's still things that he needs to improve upon because like you said his defense he's one, one of the better defenders on the team in my opinion um his his ability to i mean there's somewhere they'll get him off his feet and stuff but his ability to adjust to closeouts then back yeah into, he's like, an athletically gifted yes. defender for sure i guess that's that's a better way to put it like i'm not saying the best best athlete but like or best defender but 
there are those flashes and when he comes in I generally feel better about like a guard driving the lane I, I and and I don't know that I even have any remotely any stats to back this up but I just have this like feeling <laughs> of like when I see I don't think that he's gotten beaten on the dribble a ton in my mind question mark I don't know but yeah. but it isn't and, and that's the thing where all of this is to say even last year with the way that that team struggled offensively they closed out games and so i think when one doesn't go in our favor um like at duke it's kind of like what is like we're we're just so used to those going in our favor that when yeah. it doesn't happen it's like well what is this trash like <laughs> and, yeah. and honestly like the the blowouts are a little are more concerning to me than either the state game or the duke game so this for, this is how i break it down the the loss to duke is its own little that was the only one like that and was an interesting like that one does not bother me like i can i was compartmentalized and the only thing that sucks is it's to duke obviously gonzaga and florida state were the same like those are like virginia looked out of its only like out of its league yeah with one in of that the, way they were the same yeah in one of the against one of the and it, those games were lost in the first five to seven minutes of that game yeah both like turned it over a couple times or a couple like five times early missed every other shot and the other team hit every single shot like boom done you're out like that's the literally was going to be it San Francisco and NC state were the same to me concerning defense, bad shooting. (laughs) And I mean, you could throw the Virginia tech. I completely forgot about that one. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Also. Yes. Like, because that was one that I think even as we talked about the Virginia tech game was even in the first half, it felt like fool's gold because the shots were late in the shot clock. They were, you know, um, some of that stuff where it's like, oh, they just happen to go in at the buzzer. <laughs> like, you know, they talk about the, the the gut check and the effort and toughness and grit, and they all sort of mean the same thing, uh, even if you're pointing at uh, you know different aspects of, of the games. And and Tony talked about it after a bunch of these games, including after the state game. You know, they've got to find toughness. They've got to find yeah. the, the 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 biggest example of that was last night and the Virginia Tech game to me yeah. where the other team went nah I think we're going to take control and Virginia didn't just let them you know so uh, it's 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 a something yeah. the coaches know and something the, the the players know I think it's interesting to compare this team to last year's team that also had its own three-game losing streak mm-hmm. um that team we all remember being extremely frustrated by its offensive inability yeah. uh particularly early on the season that's a big difference right is their three game losing streak was towards the beginning of the conference yeah. play and, and not towards the end this team can't deal with that they can't be bad offensively because they're not great defensively and right. that's 100 like like you said that's for 10 years we've been doing that being being carried by a great defense so what happens when they struggle they you know the punched in the mouth or the feeling adversity and don't you know all these lessons that you learn from your coach how do you respond well you know we got a little bit of response after the virginia tech loss and i thought that was trey murphy uh, I, I think like i said you could point to mccoy comes in and brings it I think Murphy is capable of that and he hasn't been able to execute that against Duke or NC state and they lose. <laughs> yeah, and, and I look too like, 
this is not remotely to say anything like oh this is the refs like Virginia shot their way out of that game but when you look at the slim margin for error of for this team is like there were situations where it was a five point swing or whatever because they there you know you miss a call you expect something you know the McCoy layup that was clearly a foul like goes the other way and it turns into two points or three points for NC state. And then it's those momentum shifts that I feel like this team can't take as many of those right now where it's just like, and I get, it's gotta be frustrating to like, if you get a bad call or if Cam Hayes banks in a late shot, <laughs> Oh my God. Like <laughs> you can't let those things impact yeah. you on the next possession. I, it, right. Like that's, yeah. Right. And, and, and that was the thing, like they that's would also make toughness. That's all. Yeah. They would make a big play and come up with it make us hit this huge three cut it to five and then give up a three on the other end and you're like yeah oh, no it was brutal right. but you like, know, that happens right like, right and that's the thing that i'm trying this is my biggest thing right now like i get that it's frustrating like seeing them lose that like um i just am trying to keep this whole like ev- like i think we've talked about before like every year people are like what virginia's gonna lose a couple games like you know it's such and i get the acc is not as good this year and the schedule was significantly tougher on the back end like that's that is what it is and i'm with you they, their resume's thin right now not thin like i think For they're sure. going to miss the tournament no um it's just thin like there were fewer opportunities you had one shot at unc and you won you had one and honestly I need people to stop discounting the Clemson win. Like, is it, they were, are they number 12? No. Are they fringe top 25? Absolutely. Are they a tournament team? hundred percent. Is their defense still top 10? Yes. So don't fully discount. I get that there's frustration, um, especially when you have a chance at Florida state and you completely just like throw up on yourself. Like not great. Mm. Um, only having one shot at Virginia tech on the road, one shot at Florida state on the road, one shot at Duke on the road having your home game against Louisville canceled. <laughs> like, so one shot yeah. at Louisville yeah, on the road. I was going to say the Louisville game is so critical. It's very yeah. critical. And, and mean, again, like not in a make or miss the tournament type way, but it, it just emote like, or it's, um, it could be critical for top four ACC seating you know, even if they get past Miami, which they, they probably should, but you know, if they, if they lose Miami, then, then we're talking bubble. <laughs> to me i mean uh yeah you know if they if, if god forbid they lose to miami and louisville i think they're a bubble team which se- sounds insane but yeah. th- then you're saying you've you you've lost five straight I, you know let's yeah that's that's bad like that's bad like we're in we're in a whole different but louisville only has four four acc losses and same with virginia tech and uva so if you lose to louisville there um i you know yeah we, we want to hope very strongly that they can stay in the top four of the ACC for yeah they have no tiebreakers like none of those and and so it's well they've actually played most of their games too like also true also true it's it's all like very like I said I understand and empathize with a lot of the frustrations I also like this is just a good team and we're used to a great team and you know, like I, I've, I'm just not here for the, like, just admit it. They're bad. I'm like, nah, they're not like, cause nothing happens also in a bubble. Right. Like, like I said, like mm. every, not every team, but close to every team feels like it's going through a lot of these same things right now. Mm-hmm. Like there aren't a lot of teams that you can fully just trust and um, 
that's not to say that you should have lower expectations. Like it's okay that Virginia's losing because everyone else is losing. But when I, I mean, it, it doesn't happen in a bubble. Hey, hey, hey. Um, when talking about tournament stuff, like it literally <laughs> happens. <and it's> okay. <laughs> the, I, I see what you did there. And no, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's hard for people to find that balance, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, totally normal to be uh frustrated with a losing streak and it's totally normal to be happy with a uh you know second place in the acc <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah, compared to where we've been you know yeah. as a basketball program right so it's but i think it's the the rational reaction is still going to be like you know i want them to win every game oh 100 not winning yeah. I, I i get uh, I get frustrated and want them to do better. So I think yeah. the thing, you know, for us as fans or, or bloggers is to go, okay, so what do they need to do uh, to, to perform better? What do we want to see? Uh, even if we don't have like national championship expectations or, or things like that. And uh, it, I think it comes to me to something we were talking about as uh, in, in our Slack chat is, is this idea of who's going to step up and, and be mm-hmm. the Batman, so to speak for this team. And, and that brings me to the point I was trying to make a, a few minutes ago of comparing to last year's team. What did they sort of coalesce around to, to go on a run, a very successful end of the season run. It was hanging into that defense and Mamadi, uh, yeah. you know, and, who's going to be that this year could it could it be hauser you sort of see last night they're like okay we need some scoring immediately or we're gonna lose and it just ran through hauser and he made some of the shots he you know he, yeah i would like for him to do that thing where he takes lots of threes and makes lots <laughs> right, of them right. throughout the whole game and he was Not taking shots so. early it wasn't like a new thing for them to try and run it through no, hauser. And he was he just that they yeah they learned against duke was was you know it can't the offense can't run through kihei shooting right and yeah. we know that and and have pointed that out in these losses of of, of you know field goal attempts it's gotta be hauser and huff and murphy and huff yeah. and murphy weren't hitting it last night huff, you know huff got there eventually but he wasn't yeah. hitting those outside shots so who's it gonna say is is hauser capable to, uh, that's my issue is hauser capable of being like a takeover focal point because to me he's the perfect robin to another batman yeah because if you're not paying attention to him he will light you up yeah so if if huff is capable of being you know and that's got to be the most frustrating thing i know we all talk about on twitter and pointed it out is they they switch and then huff has a guard on him good get him the ball so he can just dunk (laughs) on the little guy right yeah and some of that is not getting him the ball some of that is huff not being always aggressive i think you know he goes back and forth of of showing the aggression and and yeah it's hard to pinpoint like a reason for that but whatever the bunch of reasons all wrapped together is is we haven't seen them treat huff like he should be the focal point of, of the offense for the majority of the game like 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 they should be you know if 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 murphy is hitting at the clip that we've been accustomed to hitting at this this year that also takes uh focus away from the other two so you know when they're all three on that's great but if two aren't is one capable of making up for it that's and that hasn't been really the case i mean duke they were all playing okay but like i thought he wasn't scoring legit yeah he just didn't shoot enough i legit thought like they were and that's the thing like against duke there were shots that 
I clearly some of Kihei Shad should have gone to, to Murphy. And, and I don't know what that answer is, like whether it's because of the way that they were switching or if there's too much sharing of the ball. And like, I feel like Kihei gets sometimes those ones where he ends up with it late in the shot clock situations. Not all the time, not saying like yeah. 14 of those were with whatever. No, he took uh, that there. We can all agree that that's too many, especially right. when Murphy takes what, two, four shots. Um, well, Kihei was having success scoring in the lane sure. against teams that don't have NBA players on them. <laughs> also true. You know, and, and it's not just Duke. I mean, guys that come and play in the ACC, you know, that, that level of. Well, and, of, but yeah, second half against Florida State, he, he can do that's Yeah, that's where I'm like, and there isn't one. We don't need to turn this into me going off on my Kihei talks, but it's the point that you're making is absolutely accurate because it's kind of like, who is the hunter? Mm -hmm. Not just like, who's the hunter? Like who's going to be the hunter in this situation, but literally Deandre Hunter. Right. Um, In this, and that's, you know, was the discussion around the UMBC stuff, right? They're like, who shuts down a fast guard? Like there are teams I'm like, I don't want to see X, Y, Z team because they're built to beat this Virginia team. Um, but it's kind of like the way that this, there are some incredibly gifted offensive players on this team, but they operate differently than, than the teams we've seen previously. And we, I think we've kind of gone over all that, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Lineup um, that we're not super used to. And uh, I'm not, you know, against the guy, but it's a lot of that is because Hauser is such a different player but also important player yeah. um, because of his immense uh, shooting capabilities. So it's just sort of an odd and, and Huff and Huff too. I, you know, every mm-hmm. week <laughs> I say this, they're just different uh, and bring awesome things, but differently awesome things that, yeah. that leave uh, holes in, in the, the strategy that we're used to seeing not be holes. So anyway, I, you know, I think it'll be, um, uh, a good thing that they have a little bit of a break uh, before the Miami game. Hopefully yeah. they come back, you know, and, and, and take care of business against Miami. Um, if not, then we'll be <laughs> more upset. That That's the, yeah, that's the one that you're kind of like, I think, you know, one thing before we close up, or uh, I want to also throw out there that not just this little break before Miami and Louisville, but if we're talking about a team that looks a little checked out, maybe run down. I don't know that they are. I don't know that they're malcontent or anything. They could be yeah. perfectly you know, happy. They could also be very frustrated and, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere in between all of it makes sense to me. Right. And, and we'll never really know. Um, but if anything along those lines is going on, particularly when you consider COVID and the, and the, they're being sequestered and isolated and that impact, I think there is a glimmer of hope for the postseason to sort of jolt them yeah. in a good way. I can see that. If those are issues, if they're bored out of their minds or lonely <laughs> or frustrated with the monotony of this, mm-hmm. this sequ- you know, secluded life and, and isolated life and, and only hang it, you know, maybe they, maybe they're not all best friends, which is fine. Right. You know, and these are literally the only people you've been able to hang out with. <laughs> god yeah it would drive me crazy no matter how much i got along with the guys right you know if any of that is a factor into this then hopefully there's a little bit of a spark 
by mixing it up and having that that adrenaline yeah. from being in the postseason and being somewhere else, uh, whether that be in Greensboro for the conference tournament or Indianapolis for the uh, the, the national tournament. So, and I will say, Huff, Huff pointed out there. Huff pointed out that they went he went they went through a um, losing streak before winning the ACC tournament. Um, and when he was first in Charlottesville. Yeah, what year was that though? That doesn't seem maybe it's they didn't win it. it. I was trying to do the math and I was like, none of that is actually super accurate. Um, <laughs> so because 2018, they did not go through a losing streak. They were right. like top notch um, and they didn't win it in 19 and they didn't no, have one in 20. Earlier. So when so they lost to what they got waxed by Florida in that tournament. Or- yeah. So that, so like, so I, I don't know, maybe they ended up ACC champions, not tournament champions anyway. But the point remains like they, these players have seen some turbulence right and that's where i'm like and and bennett has and and anyone if anyone knows that literally anything can happen in the NCAA tournament it should be virginia fans like so good and bad you know what i mean like all right you got umbc one year but on the other yeah. hand you've got the trio of purdue auburn and texas tech and so it's just kind of like win the last two games pick up a game in the ACC tournament, see how it goes, whatever. Um, and just avoid Gonzaga and Baylor. On. You've like, probably held on to that like three, four seed standing. Yeah. Actually, if, if and you do that. Um, I was joking, like yeah. maybe Tony's over there just like figuring out which games to lose to like stay away from Baylor. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can't I'd, I'd rather play Baylor than Gonzaga again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, would probably <laughs> wax Virginia. But uh, I got a lot of takes for a later episode on on the national uh, landscape. So I, I mm. look forward to that. Hopefully, we're in better moods because they yeah, have won some games. Um, but lax, real quick, real quick. We know are accustomed to doing talking yeah, about lacrosse at the end. I, I will say before we get to lacrosse, I don't want to play the Hokies in Greensboro. That mm. is annoying to see because. I think uh, they, like in football, apparently care more <laughs> about this rivalry, <laughs> and I don't like losing to them. And I, I don't, you know, oh. I, maybe it's my pessimism because of this uh, losing streak. And what I should be saying is, I want them again because we're the better basketball team, and we would beat them. Um, but conversely, I mean, otherwise, how they... annoying it would be if they lost to them again. So. After the last five, they're they're four and one in the last five. Like it's not like they've had our number. It's not football. Let's. <laughs> no, I just mean this season's game. The oh yeah. Sort of click to another level of of competitive play that that Virginia could have matched. So that like we saw in the yeah. football game this year. Gross. So, that's all I mean. You um, got to bring that up. Ruin my afternoon. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, well, no. Talk about lacrosse. Find your happies. Three and zero, two wins over ranked teams already. Um, and they so. beat Loyola. They beat Loyola. I know that's one it, of them, but I'm saying like it seems like they always lose Loyola, even though I think they beat them last year too. But yeah. yeah, it wasn't a one goal game, which it felt like it was going to be a little bit. Right. Normally, those Loyola games are like 13-12 overtime. Um, but yeah, so they they have a win over I think at the time it was number eleven Army, number twelve Loyola, or reverse those something like that. Um, and so they've got Syracuse this weekend, six o'clock Saturday night, ACC oh, Network. Um, I actually don't know what Syracuse is ranked now because Syracuse just lost to Army, um, mm. which I was taking an accounting exam and had checked in. I was getting a drink of water 
and got up and was like, oh, let me check my phone and see what the score is. And it was six to one Syracuse in the first quarter. And I was like, yuck. So completely forgot about it, finished my accounting exam, took the dog out for a walk and called my dad. And I was talking to him and he was like, well, do you want to know what happened? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, army won 18 to 11. I was like, excuse me. Um, so like none that. of that's, yeah, it's like not to say that, you know, it's an automatic so Syracuse w only sure. played one, one game, one they, game. That yeah, was their so first they're game. currently ranked ninth, but they're zero and one. So. Yeah. So it'll be a tough game. Um, this is a team that has an unbelievable attack unit again. Um, and the face-off guy might be PD Lasala um, returns from the national championship. We love him here. At we love We're big face-off uh, big, people here. Big I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like that's a, dead serious. For, as long as I've been watching lacrosse, I've been like, you gotta wear the face-offs. <laughs> Which is well, <laughs> I don't, he, I don't know why everyone's like yeah that's that's the most important thing we can all go i know i know i know yeah uh, his, <laughs> his low performance of the season so far was when he only won 65 percent against loyola mm. it, and loyola has one of the better uh face-off guys in the country too so uh, it, it's he's fantastic he was winning like 70 percent or something going into that game um you have the transfer and charlie bertrand who is a six three attackman yeah. lefty um you know laviano matt moore is arguably top three attackman in the country uh so it, this is a fun team so keep an eye out just watch some games when you can and um, this will be a big one they actually play um syracuse and shoot now i forget either notre dame or north carolina twice this year so they're doing something to get the games in where they're playing. They play two. UNC twice and Syracuse twice. There it is. Yeah. Uh, which is tough because UNC is really good. So yeah. UNC is like number one, number two. Uh, Syracuse is number four. Virginia is number three. Duke was number one. Like that's how it was. Like yeah. it was so. Uh, but yeah, it should be fun. Be so fun. Oh, they play Utah later on. Hmm. Yeah. Former, former UVA goalie Adam Gittleman is an assistant out at Utah. Well, there you go. Fun facts All right, Carol. friends. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back hopefully to talk about uh, a winning streak after uh, of one after the Miami game. Uh, but yeah, the who's are off this weekend. Uh, so hopefully they rest up and you rest up. And uh, until then, stay tuned to streakingalon.com. We'll see you next time. Go Hoops.